Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our guy, former legendary tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, how you doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? How you doing? How's everything going, man, after this uh, uh, disappointing loss on Sunday? But, you know, the, the week is still kind of early. It's uh, time that everybody's licking their wounds. We move past this thing, man, and we'll, we'll talk about it here. And, and have a great conversation about some of the things that we need to do. But uh, how are you holding up? How's it going? I got to say, you know, having our uh, our post-game podcast, our first one, which a lot of you guys, you know, were, were uh, with us on the live chat for that. Uh, it was nice to actually to be around, be around friends and, uh, and our Chief Concerns friends to talk about this stuff. And, and honestly, you know, the airing of grievances, uh, it was it was nice to kind of have that to it with, with, uh, with the – to know that a bunch of people were all in the same headspace after that game, because I, as I mentioned on the show, I was I was pretty uh, I was pretty broken up having to have to talk about it <laughs> so close after the game. Um, and, you know, were, were you and I think a lot of Chief fans as the overreactions we saw and I'm sure you saw on Twitter this week. I think we've got to a point now where there's a lot of Chief fans who haven't really and I'm not going to call them new Chief fans, but I think they've forgotten how to lose. Um and I think we've been winning so much over the last few years that people forgot how to lose. And now when we do lose, it's overreaction. No, it's fire Andy Reid. It's fire the enemy. It's uh, Mahomes is Mahomes is not 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 good anymore. He reached his prime. We need Tyreek Hill. All, all these things are here. And it's like relax. Without yeah. without without, without the special teams blunders, we win that game. Ugly win, but we win that game. So just, right. just relax. Yeah, just you know, just a lot of reaction. This is all it is. A lot of reaction, and and that's how it is. Like you said that's that's really good how you said it is you know we've got how it is how it feels to lose uh and so which is which is good it's a good thing and sometimes when when these losses come you want these losses come early so you learn you know from what you didn't do right you know what is not necessarily working what do you need to change up communication all these different things and so we know man look not having buckner out there kicking the field goals and and extra points, man, is it, that's, that's, that's concerning. And so we knew that we knew not having him there is, is the difference in this win. Right. Yeah. You know, but even if you take, you know, having him, you know, still, there was a lot of things as far as like problems that the chiefs uh, was dealing with on Sunday. And so, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was tough. It was tough. So. Yeah. And, and it's funny, I, I'm not trying to knock down Matt Amendola. I know he's no longer with the Chiefs anymore at the kicker. But uh, when we had Lawrence Tynes on our show, I remember we asked him, that was the day we signed him, and we said, uh, what, how do you feel about this guy? He was like, eh. He goes, I'd rather have Budker at uh, 50% than this guy. I was like, oh, okay, well. And then I was like, hopefully we never have to see this guy. And then what happens? You know, we had a we went for a fourth and 10 fake field goal pass because they were they, the special teams were scared to kick with this guy. I yeah. mean – I don't know. Hey, man, look, LT told you. 
Hey, he, he told us. He told yeah. exactly. He's like, look, I don't know if I quite trust this guy, right? I don't know if I, you know, trust him to kick it. And he was not wrong. So, yeah. hey, man, look, players no players, man. Shoot, I, I trust LT, man. When you you're talking about all those things, man, he's, he's my go-to. I, I go to him anytime. He'll let you know. So it was actually good with the guy that we have just signed that LT actually likes. He was just like, hey, man, it's, this is going to be a good a good guy for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, no concerns like you had last week with Amadola. Uh, you know, I wish that guy the best, man. Look, hey, this didn't work out. Just didn't yeah. work out, man. You got to perform. That's how it works. You know, if you want a job in the NFL, man, you got to be consistent, especially in that position. You know, I mean, every position is 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 vital for you to be consistent, but especially as a kicker, ooh, mm. it's tough. I can imagine what Coach Mill would have said. Oh, I know Coach Mill going crazy. Oh, you know, all you had to do is kick the ball. That's it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> so, go oh, so Coach would have, Coach might have had him uh, <laughs> drive back. Yeah, you know, probably. the Kansas City. <laughs> I know a lot of fans wanted that to happen with uh with Oh, him. yeah. No, nah, yeah. You can't treat a guy like that. Coach really, you know, Coach love guys, man. But he, he would have gave him the business, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and I also thought it was funny, the, the irony with playing the Colts, the guy that the Colts were kicking with, the same tryout that we had with Amendola, that Amendola ended up winning that tryout to be signed with us, that kicker yeah. made like a couple 50 yards against us on, on Sunday. He was actually at that same tryout. And we chose Amadola over that guy, which is interesting. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. I did yeah. not know that. So Amadola Me. must be a badass tryout that day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's a stud. He came out steadily. Uh, you know? Uh, but um, but yeah, so as JD alluded to, we uh we we brought in Matthew Wright, the kicker, um, which we got uh, Lawrence's uh, opinion on uh, on Wright on Twitter and he approved of, of the uh, the pickup. But Butker did return to practice today. And he was actually uh, doing some share duties, kicking with Matthew Wright. So it looks like it's trending in the right direction for Butker, but uh, we'll see. So we'll, I'm sure we'll get more information before the, uh, the weekend comes. Um, and other news before we start the show, um, there's some good news. Uh, and we're going to have this guy. He says he's going to come on next week to talk to us about it. But our friend of the show, Nazi Johnson, who was a practice squad guy, is now on the active roster as we said it was that was going to happen that that was where we're trending and he's going to be he's he got pulled up to the active roster uh and he'll be playing against the buccaneers on sunday and he's going to come on the show next week to talk to us about it against against playing against tom brady but uh we couldn't say enough about the kid great kid and really happy, happy he's getting the uh, the opportunity jd were you surprised by that news no t- hey, look I, hey we we said be patient right it's always the next guy up and so he he you could see he he had that uh that understanding that putting in the hard work, you just wait around and just wait your opportunity. And I'm so thankful that he's able to come up, man. He's gonna be good for him. He's gonna be really good on the defense coming up, uh, giving him something, that's for sure. So uh you could tell he's a hungry guy. He's been sitting over there learning a lot. And so going against our, our number one offense, he's ready, he's game ready. So I mean, he's going against, you know, one the best tight end of the game and then, you know, some good receivers. So shoot, the, the guy's ready. And plus special teams. I mean, that, that was a big problem this week and, you know, he's probably gonna get a lot of special teams reps. So, Hey, you know, sometimes when bad things happen in games, good things happen to certain guys so they can go in and improve themselves. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, of course, of course, man, he's going to run down like a scalded dog. So I know he's going to be excited. Can't wait to talk to him. Really? I mean, he's just like a kid in a candy store right now. I, 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 I shoot, I, I know how that feels going out there to be able to go and play, especially with a with a good old game like this against Tampa Bay. Yeah, he's going to enjoy this a whole lot. Yeah, and, and, and how crazy is it? Your, your first game. So not only do you get to practice with Patrick Mahomes during practice, but your first game in the NFL is going to be against the, the goat, as they say, in Tom Brady. So that that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's significant right there, man. You can't forget that. All right, <laughs> played against Tom Brady. You yeah. know, first year coming in. So, yeah, that's it'd be good. It'd be good for him, man. Happy. I'm happy for him. Mm. Yeah, it's a good, good guy. And he's going to talk to us about it. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait to have him on next weekend. You know what? Uh, we did the live show on um, on Sunday. I think uh, I think with Nazi on the show next week, I think we should. Might, I think we might have to do a live show, J.D. What, what, what do you think? A, a, a live live midweek Chief Concerns episode? What do you think about that? I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Not at all. Not at all. I think, man, you know, especially like on, on, on maybe on Wednesday, Get some people, man, because it's like in the middle of the week. People don't really don't really have too much going on. Mm-hmm. So 
might be good, man. See some yeah. people that we can we can have on Twitter, kind of engage with us. Yeah, uh, it'd be wonderful. It'd be wonderful. Hundred yeah. percent. Especially after that dub, after this win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll see. Well, hopefully, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock a wood on that one. Oh yeah, man, we are gonna come back, man. Shoot, I hey, look, these guys. Hey, after this past week. This uh, disaster, you put this game plan together, you know, they, they kind of know what to do coming after Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what the, 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 the defense was absolutely stellar last week. Mm-hmm. It was it was absolutely incredible. Just lights out ball did a tremendous job. And so if you have that against like uh, uh, Matty Ice, you're going to have it against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And so all these guys are going to be ready. They're going to be absolutely ready to go play. Uh, and so. You know, these young guys, like I said, it, it, what better way to get your name put out there than going against, like you said, you know, the GOAT, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's one thing that I think has gotten lost in the shuffle. I, I think for years, you know, we've gotten used to the high offensive team with the, with the Chiefs, and everyone's like, oh, but the defense sucks. Now yeah. the defense is good. No one's mm-hmm. talking about how good the defense looks. It's literally all about how just Mahomes looks off. It's like it's all about it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. we were in that last two games, all three games, really. The defense yeah. is amazing. They're so young, but yet we're not talking about that. You know, they've been the focus of all of all the, the bad mouthing over the last few years because the office was so good. But now the defense is, is good and the office looks bad or right now, right now at least. We're not talking about how good the defense looks. We're talking about how bad. I just I think people put too too much focus on the negatives, and I, I know that's in society. People always are always focusing on the negatives of things. But like, yeah. come on, let's give you know, let's give the defense their roses, their flowers, right? Oh, absolutely, man. And, and I said that I said that this team defensively was going to be an incredible uh, a team, and they've shown that. You know, they got a lot of good pieces around them. They got some young guys in the in the secondary. They got some great linebackers. So. Uh, as far as I've seen in the last few years, this is probably one of the most complete defensive teams that we've had. Uh, guys that are very hungry uh, come down to make plays. I mean, Harris came in and did a, a wonderful job at linebacker, didn't he? For Gay, I mean, he, come on, man. I mean, he, he was, man, he was all over the place. I mean, seriously, it looked like, man, like every, you know, if somebody caught the ball, Harris is in there. If it's out there in, in the flat, Harris is out there, you know? And so, of course, the one that they caught in, in the end zone, uh, yeah. Where they scored their only their only touchdown, mm. uh, you know, or the second touchdown. I'm sorry, mm. uh, you know, was it his fault? Yeah, maybe. I don't know because George was in there too, so they had when he George is in uh, pass coverage and mm. Harris, so it might have been just a miscommunication, possibly of that. But I think that was really like the only one I seen where it was kind of uh, it was noticeable, mm. where maybe he didn't do the right thing, you know. So. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how, how they had it coverage, but maybe it should have been his guy. But other than that, man, he, he was all over the place. He, yeah. he did a great job. I loved it. I love seeing him out there. He really sees the moment. And I think the, the cool the cool thing was with Harris was that – and I'm not saying Harris is better. I'm not going to get to who's better, the gay or Harris. But I will say yeah. just, you know, and being you know playing football and stuff and, and seeing that, you know, gay is always there. He's always there to make a play on everything. But he he kind of over pursues in a lot of his tackles and he whiffs a lot. Whereas Harris was squaring dudes up last week, you know, and, and again and sure tackling, man. That was one thing I really noticed. I was like, man, he's he's really laying the stick on these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I don't know if you could you could look at that as uh where gay may just be so fast and so athletic. He's just like, oh man, I just overran the play. Yeah. I don't know, but he 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 He's a much better player than what he's shown, you know, some of the, the missed tackles he's he's had this past season. But uh Harris, yeah, man, I like you said, season the moment and opportunity. Shoot, man, he 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 took it for everything that it was worth, every single thing. Yeah. And, and now we know why Elijah Lee was put back on the on the uh practice squad, because Darius Harris, you know, he's always been showing something in practice that he really displayed in that game. And against Jonathan Taylor of, of all running backs. Yeah, no, shoot. Hey, man, you just shut that guy out. That was that was a heck of a job. So, you know, you're you going to make sure that one guy wasn't going to be able to beat you. Jonathan Taylor wasn't that guy. He, You know, he didn't beat us. He didn't beat us at all. And so he didn't really get going. He had, I think, one, maybe one good run. Mm-hmm. I seen what he kind of got into, you know, the secondary a little bit. But other than that, man, he was he was pretty silent, yeah. you know, pretty quiet the entire day. And that had to go, had to do with what was going on up front. I'm going to tell you another one that, that surprised me. Uh, but I've been waiting for this guy to show up. It was uh, Saunders. Saunders did a, a great yeah. job in the middle, man. I, I, I went back and watched the game, and I'm like, man, he's he was pushing back. 
We needed some of that. We needed that penetration. We needed to have those linemen in the backfield. And he was doing a great job pursuing and running down the line of scrimmage and making sure he wasn't giving up any type of ground. Mm-hmm. So hats off to him. I, you know, I, I'm really said his name too much. I've been looking for guys on defensive line. So I'm going I'm to say him. You know, Saunders did a great job, man, on the D-line this past week, man. I want this guy to keep it up because I know he's got some ability, man. And I, I think if he keeps showing up like he did this past week, it's going to help out a whole lot with the defense. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, I, I I couldn't ask the defense to do more than what they've done so far this season. And, you know, I, I hope they, I hope this continues. And I think it's going to get better, which is crazy to think about, but I think it's going to get better as these guys are so young and they're coming together and they're going to continue to get better as the season goes on. So we might really have a, a solid defense for years to come. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And not to mention pass rush, which we were scared about going into the season, already 10 sacks on the season, fourth in the, fourth in the league right now. Ooh, boy, I tell you, another one showed up. Look at Frank. I said, hello. What's up, 55? How you doing? What's going on? Right? He like the silent assassin just kind of just came around the corner, you know? <laughs> so, you know, he, he came in, man, like a ninja and just, you know, got a couple little little swipes here and there. And mm-hmm. so him, Dunlap did a good job. Dunlap did really good. Dunlap looked good. And so uh, we're still waiting on a young pup, man, to kind of, you know, get his uh, – Get his beak wet, waiting yeah. on it. So he he'll get there. He'll get there. But you know he's got some some guys that's showing him how to get it done, man. So yeah. like I said, Dunlap, man, he you could tell the difference of him coming in, getting pressure. Like I said, Frank was like he's in there. I'm like, oh shoot, look at Frank. What's up, Frank? So um, yeah, man, they, they they look good defensively. Like you said, I I don't think you could. Obviously, with the loss, it takes away from uh, the performance of what they did defensively, right? I mean, it's just – that's the only Sully on It's like, man, we, get, we get, got the L on that. But, yeah. hey, man, this dude, wonderful job. Wonderful job. Yeah, I mean, and you chalk up one the, the first touchdown, that was the the, the Sky Moore uh, muff. So, like, yeah. that's really not their fault. They got the ball to one yard lines. I mean, what, what are they supposed to do? And they got him to third down, but they just couldn't – they couldn't stop the that touchdown. But, yeah, I mean – yeah, they, they played they play great. Um, so we just wanted to make sure we gave the defense flowers before we go into a show. We kind of talk about some of the some of the things that some of the things we're concerned with. That's the name of the show, Chief Concerns. So um, you ready to rock? You ready to go for topic one, JD? Yeah, brother. Let's go. Let's rock and roll with it. All righty. All right. So I know our chief fans online, she's getting, you know, just so worried about certain things. Um, main topic so far um, that I've seen this week since our uh, reaction podcast, at least on the national uh, media um, was the Eric Bieniemy uh, in Mahomes pre-halftime kind of uh, disagreement, which we knew this was going to be a national story because you know people want to talk about drama and soap operas. So any chance they get, they'll do it. So um, as we discussed in the reaction podcast uh, Sunday night, you mentioned how the Mahomes and EB disagreement before half wasn't really a big deal. That's stuff that happens all the time. Um, so since then, LaShawn McCoy, who has been uh, an EB hater since he left uh, the team, uh, went online saying all EB does is argue with players and knows nothing about play calling or passing. That's a quote. Um, Mahomes has since said it's not a big deal and that they are both fiery competitors who want to win. Um, so that's just, that's just natural that they're going to have conversations like that, heated discussions. Uh, yeah. Other former Chiefs players um, have taken to social media to defend EB, Jamal Charles being one of them, um, who, you know, was spent time as the, as a running back at when uh, EB was a running backs coach with the, with the Chiefs for what, five to six years uh, for, yeah, a good, yeah. for a good amount of time. So like the guy knows uh, Eric Bieniemy more so than Shady McCoy does, who only played with him for like five months. Um, so JD, you know, EB personally, um, your time with the Eagles um, and you go way back. So when you... When you see the, the Shady McCoy comments and you see guys like Jamal Charles and Jeff Allen defending uh, EB and just what Mahomes said about it, what do you make of all the stuff of the aftermath of all this, uh, the fallout of the EB and Mahomes' uh, halftime uh, spat? Well, like I said on the uh, the, the postgame show, I, I don't think it's really nothing, to be honest with you. I, and I think it's exactly what, what Patrick said, is it's two competitive guys talking these things out. And part of what a coach does is he's got to – compartmentalize exactly what's going on for the entire game. And so, and, and offensively, we always want the ball. We always want to be able to score. And so when we have time and downs, we want to be able to move the chains. If we have another chance and opportunity to, to make more yards or get a touchdown, that's what we want to do. And you've seen like Patrick coming off, you know, being frustrated because he feels like you might've had, a, you know, given another chance. 
Well, the thing is, and here's the reality. When I, I looked at it, I went back, looked at the film, the play before that, uh, the, the defensive tackle came from behind Patrick and, and tackled it. And so, you know, when he was throwing the ball off, that right there could have easily been something that could have hurt Pat. And so, look, you're up. You're going to get the ball at the half. And so it's like, look, man, you know, look, relax, chill out. Hey, relax, right? And Patrick's like, hey, man, look, we should go for it. Like, why don't we go for it again? You know, hey, EB was like, look, man, just don't worry about it. But, of course, the camera catches everything. And then, oh, oh my God, here we go again. And we need to get rid of, you know, uh, EB. And he's terrible yet. And and seen it on Twitter. People's like, have we got rid of EB yet? And I wanted to say, for what? Look, I evaluated the entire game. It wasn't like there was bad play calling. You're going to have, you know, obviously some moments where everything doesn't look as crisp as it should. That wouldn't only be with a play caller. Like there was some, some really good plays that was being called out there. Matter of fact, they when they came back at the half, they were moving the chains down the field. Like Patrick was getting the ball at his hand quicker. Guys were getting open like, he was moving the ball. And so when you make this reactionary opinion about who you should get rid of because you see somebody get at, you know, get after each other and they start talking, look, like you said, everybody wants a big soap opera. It's not that. I don't think it's that at all. And so sometimes it's the optics of things when people take in. It's like, oh, I can see exactly what's going on because they, they're not on the same page. That's not what it is. Then we're talking about, you know, Shady, LaShawn McCoy. Listen, sometimes people want to be right. I think he's a guy that, you know, hey, he said this about EB. He wants to be right. And so he doesn't seem like a guy that's going to be so forgiving of a guy that came in and was just like, basically, like, look, man, hey, we've had a lot of stars here. I've dealt with stars before. We understand you're a star. But there's some things that you got to do. I'm, I'm going to talk to you correct. And I think EB did that. And so – Whatever the shine liked or he didn't like it, you know, but he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be him. He's gonna he's gonna talk his game. He's gonna say what he wants to say. It's his opinion about EB. But you got other people saying opposite of that. Mm-hmm. You do, and I know people that that know EB. I know EB. I know how what type of person EB is. He's an old school player. You know, he was one of the top running backs in college when he got into the league. He was going to be one of the top running backs in the league. Look, this guy's been around. He's a player. It ain't like you're talking to some dude who don't know. You know what I mean? That's a whole different thing about it. That's what, what kind of, you know, upsets me about what he's saying about EB because you're not talking to a guy that didn't play or was a bench rider or he's just a pencil head. You know, sometimes what we call some certain guys that might be coaches who didn't really have that experience. EB's not that guy. Right. He didn't been in the league. He's not played. He knows what it's all about. So, you can have your opinion about whatever. That's fine. But it, it, you're just making a mountain out of a molehill, man. That's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I know it's not. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because, you know, you have guys in the league who got their job more so because of nepotism, you know, like Kyle Shanahan, son of Mike Shanahan. There's some examples of it. Um, you have uh, North Turner's kids, um, you know, people who don't really didn't really play the game, but just – you know, we were born in the right family, and so yeah. they got became coaches. EB played the game, and he know. I mean, he played at a high level, and and you know, so like he knows what he's talking about. You know, he knows what he's doing. So I, I think that's what, what, when you when you say that, I, I totally agree with that. But something that what 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 a fan commented on one of our YouTube uh, videos, they said that um, people want to talk and trash EB. I, I think this is a kind of a shot at Mahomes, but people want to trash EB, but. Who wanted to kick a field goal at the end of the at the end of that uh, the first half of the Bengals Chiefs game? EB did. Who didn't want to do that? Mahomes wanted to come out there and do that play where we didn't get anything for it, where Tyreek got tackled by Apple, and the rest is history. But who wanted yeah. to kick a field goal? EB right. did. EB. So, yeah. so we want to pick and choose when EB's the bad guy or or not. But sometimes the coach is the coach for a reason, man. That's it. When, that's, look, look. The thing is, hey, everybody has a role to play. And I believe that the part of the reason they're not going to give EB a fair shake, right? Because he's not the head coach. They're going to use that as a, as an argument or, you know, this is what, you know, why he's not good. You know, when it's going good, it's going to be Andy's offense. When it's going bad, it's EB's, right? 
That's just people are not going to be fair with him. They're just not. There's some people who I don't care what happens, how many AFC championship games you go to, how many Super Bowls you go to. He is not going to get his due. Mm-hmm. And I see it. And I it, it absolutely enrages me. Like you said, you can't pick and choose. You can. If you're doing it. Then you're being biased. OK, let's just be real here. You're being biased about this. And I wouldn't really say that. And don't get me wrong. It's not really a shot against those those guys about the, you know, Kyle Shanahan's and stuff like that. Those guys have been around football. But also, too, we need to understand that EB's just not no some. He's just not a guy. Yeah. He's a guy that understands football. He's a football player. So the reason he's in the position he's in because of the knowledge he's got. Right. I mean, I I would it would be almost. ridiculous to think that Andy Reid would just hire a guy that's not qualified for that position. You know what I mean? We're talking about one of the greatest offensive geniuses in football, one of the best coaches to ever coach a game. But this is the guy that you decide for whatever reason to have here that's incompetent. That's that's the guy he's going to choose. So then we had to question actually Andy Reid's uh, ability to get the, the the type of people in that he needs. You know what I mean? That's that's the question. I'm, I'm going into it a little bit deeper. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. I, I just You're good. But yeah, well, go ahead. I, I just it just it just boils me just when I see that. And I know, look, I get it. Not everybody is in that that camp of EB. But there are certain people that I see, and I'm just like, there's a bias there. It's a clear bias. The Sean McCoy, Shady, has one for whatever reason. He has that. Yeah. Fine. It is what it is. I get that. But Mahomes is saying it's not true. Okay. I know for a fact that I don't care what offense you're going, there's going to be some type of uh, uh, disagreement. It's going to happen. It's going to happen before the half. It's going to happen after the game. These things happen. You're fighting your family. It's a big family. These things are going to happen. So, yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think that um, it's funny because the people who are against EB are going to be against EB. But and I think that even Andy kind of knows that because that's why, like, Andy has to come out and say, "Oh, I also didn't want to call for play. I wanted to be done for the, the rest of the half too." Because because that that that'll end that'll end the conversation. It'll go on a little longer if Andy's not coming out and saying, uh, "I didn't want to end. I, I I didn't want to end it." But Andy knows that he has to come out and say, like. I, it was also me. Not only Eric, right. it was also me. We both wanted to just go to halftime. We didn't want we want to press it because you know yeah. we, people have have a narrative and an agenda. They want to get out there. I mean that 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 article that came out in the off season about how EB has put heads with everybody. There's that. There's a narrative that's in in this right, and so right. Andy right. knows that. That's why he's trying to end it. Well, th- that's that's why I say if you go into the play calling the second half and you watch what these guys are actually doing, you know it wasn't bad plays being called. Mm-hmm. It was some things Pat just he just missed. Yeah. Pat and, and Pat, he you know, he fessed up to it, he owned up to it. That's what I love about Pat because he's a leader, he understands that. Like, look, there's some look, I, there's some things I need to improve on as well, right? There's plenty of plays you could have checked down, you know, to get extra yards. Plenty of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he keep the ball in his hand a little bit longer? Absolutely on some of those. But you know, he's he's competitive. So he's trying to make a throw that he knows he could throw or, or he can make, but he didn't quite have the time. And so, you know, we kind of get into that more because, you know, some of the pressures that he saw move around the pocket was based off of the timing that he didn't have, you know, in, 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 in throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that has nothing to do with EB. EB can't block for the guys, okay? He can't make the decision for Pat. All I can do is put guys in the right position to make plays. It's mm-hmm. on the guys to make them. So – that blame just goes all the way around. And I just, I, I, like you said, I don't want people to keep creating this narrative. It's like driving because sometimes these things get people fired. Okay. And that's the thing about it. If you're sitting over here and you're, you're creating this story about this thing being what it is. Hey, and then you're going to have somebody pile along, you know, Oh, let's, I, see, I told you I was right. You don't know how to do this in a couple, man, get out of here with that. Okay. If that's what you want to do, fine. Cool. Everybody got a little space for it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, when I'm sitting over, I'm watching the play calling, and I'm watching the entire film. There's guys open. There's opportunities missed. That ain't on EB. Yeah. And I also say too, um, there is. There's a question I actually wanted to ask you. 
Um, so when Mahomes on this radio show, he talked about um, he made a comment about how because they were asking why the office didn't look so fluid, um, what, what was that, what was kind of going on out there, and he made a comment that you know not people it seemed it was I'm not there's not a quote but essentially what the point he was making was there was it was kind of a there was kind of confusion out there where guys weren't in the right spots where they were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Now. That's not play calling or who, who does that fall on when guys are in the right places and stuff? Is that falling on the receivers or because he didn't really point out anybody he just say, you know, people, people were in the right, were, were in the right place. There was, there was, there was a little bit of yeah. that. that fall oh, on, okay. you know, Cause people are trying to say, Oh, well, who's that fall on? It's got to fall on the enemy. It's the OC. That's, that's some of the stuff I, I've read online is what people are saying as well. It's more, that, you know, then I, that's people not understanding how offensive schemes work. You know, players mess up. Players get in the wrong position all the time. And so it could be the depth of the route. It could be what you were supposed to do on the route. And some guy might just be on his own little thing. You know, it's like, hey, man, you're supposed to, you're supposed to run this pick or you're supposed to be 10 yards. And you, you sitting over here five. Like, that messes up the entire lanes. It messes up the whole inner operation. Mm-hmm. And so that ain't on AB. And so when Pat is saying that, he's letting you know there's an issue mm-hmm. with some guys because it's a brand-new offense to some guys, Right. And guys are still learning. There's going to be some calls, and guys are still getting used to each other, playing together, right? And look, it's early. It's, it's week three, okay? It's week three. I just don't think, you know, you what you do is you throw the baby out with the bathwater. You, you don't do that. You don't abandon everything because everything doesn't work. Now, if there's some things you need to tweak, fine. But you learn from that. You, that's what film study is for. So they're going to be able to see this on film. They're going to see who was wrong. I this guy don't lie. I don't care what you do. When the meetings, what is coming in, hey, those guys know who was wrong. Mm-hmm. Pat ain't gonna call him out because he shouldn't. That's not how it works. All right, he shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But also, too, let's be fair. And I'm, I'm, I'm and thank God for Andy coming out. I was like, look, man, I, I didn't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put my quarterback in harm's way. If we lose this guy, we gonna lose the game. Season's done. So. I'm not taking a chance and opportunity, especially if we're up. Then we got we got the ball at the half. We don't need to do that. Okay, our defense has been playing lights out. They all over the field. They're playing a, a tremendous game. Why take a chance losing this guy because we want some extra yards? We'll try to kick a field goal, uh, obviously from a guy who <laughs> may not made it anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> hey man, all right. Next topic, brother. Let's let's go on. Let's move on to something else. True. Yeah. Um. And with what you said, the um, there was the one that uh, the, the, was chief of the north um, had tweeted uh, today a video of um, actually Juju getting upset with uh, Hardman that last play at the end of the game where he threw that where Mahomes threw that pick. Uh-huh. Hardman was supposed to run his hitch and pick uh, Juju's guy on that on that slant post route that he was running, and I guess Hardman uh, went like six yards instead of going eight yards to pick Juju's guy on his on his hitch. And then, you know, there's there too many guys in that area and ended up getting that, that pick and tip and stuff. So um, maybe. Yeah, but, no, look, it's, it's precise. You, you know, be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. If you're supposed to run eight yards, don't run seven and a half. It's yeah. eight. Hey, Coach Rummer. No, it's eight. Mm-hmm. The reason we have this play this way is eight, right? And that's just, that's just one play, I, you know. Yeah. The people might have put out or whatever, whatever it may be. It could right. be anybody. It don't have to be McCall. It could be anybody. Yeah. Right? I'm sure so, that's happening a lot during the game. If Mahomes is even yeah. serious, I'm sure it's happening at, at a lot of points during the game. But in that on that one, Juju did uh give kind of a motion to Harmon afterwards. He kind of like gave him like what are you doing kind of thing. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, ho- hopefully the office the office can clean that up, but we're gonna continue talking about the offense. Um, so our next topic. The running game. So this is something we've uh, we, we've talked about the running game last week. We were, we were given you know Ceh uh, our love, um, and so we're going to continue on this one. So uh, the running game didn't look good on Sunday, uh, and we're about to play the Buccaneers defensive front, which have allowed the fifth fewest rush yards. But it's you know not as, not not worse than we played last week because the Colts and I think last week's game helped a lot because we didn't run the ball at all against them, but the Colts uh, have allowed the third fewest rush yards in the season, so it kind of, it's a little better going against the Bucs, but the Buccaneers front, that they didn't let Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon do anything last week, um, so the defense has been one of the, the, the bright spots for the Buccaneers so far this season. Um, so, J.D., based on what you've seen um, from the Buccaneers' defense and from what we've been doing uh, this season, how do you think we should attack the Buccaneers um, on the ground this weekend? 
Uh, mm, how should we attack them on the ground? Mm. I'll tell you what, man, you, you, you just got to run right at these guys. Okay. We know they got a, 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 a pretty capable uh, uh, guys on the outside getting causing pressure on the quarterback. So what you do to soften that defense up, you got to be effective running the football. And so I, I don't know what that's going to, what that's going to mean. Uh, but I do like maybe a couple more tight ends in it. I think the guys up front won't have to come off the football. I think they they looked over the film and realized it wasn't our best outing, right? And last week, uh, that sucker Buckner, man, is a grown man. That, hey, last week, grown man. He was he was he was giving everybody the business on that line. I'm just I'm just gonna be honest. So he he was. So hopefully this week when they come back. You know, Trey and those guys on the interior that's going to do a much better job. Wiley, you know, OBJ, all those guys going to do a much better job. And so what they're going to have to do, they're going to challenge themselves this week. So I think that's what it starts there, just challenging themselves, looking in the mirror about who do you want to be as offensive line? What's your identity? Okay. Are we going to come off and hit guys in the mouth? Is that who we want to be? Okay. Because everybody's been singing our praises about being one of the best offensive lines in football. And I, I believe that we are. OK, but we got to show up every single week and you got to come in with that swagger, knowing that's who you are. And so when you attack, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, they got fast guys. OK, you're not going to beat guys lateral with that type of speed. You got to you got to play smash mouth football, put your cleats in the, gl- in the ground and come off the ball and absolutely explode, hitting guys in the mouth. Double teams on V and all of got double teams. It's got they. The mesh that you have to have with double teams, it's vital. It's imperative that everything is in order. Everybody's got to be on the same page in step, lockstep with each other. And so we got some of the best up front, and they got to show it. Uh, we do that and get up to the, the second level to those linebackers. Man, let CHE, McKinnon, Pacheco. Hey, if there's a chance, the Rojo get in. I'm saying let him run the football. He knows these guys. He knows these jokers. And so he's a guy that will be thirsty. You know, we've been talking about that on Twitter. There's, you know, we've been sitting there going back and forth with a few people, but I think this is the week. This is the time. I think he will give you a spark that you need. He's a hard runner. He's somebody that runs downhill. This week is a week for that guy to come in and play. I mean, that's, that's where I'm at. That's my opinion of it. So, I think he could give a, a much-needed spark. He's he's a, a, a change of pace back that we need. Who's a hard runner, and I think with, that's one of the things that we that's been ailing us is like our short yardage. You know, I mean, thank God for Burton, that sucker right there, man. Hey, you know, hey, hey, Burton, hey, hats off to you, brother. Seriously, hey, you 100 percent on me. I right, look. Every time, I, matter of fact, anytime we run short yardage, we on the the, the goal line. I let you run the ball. Give it to him. So we're going to score. So, uh, but I think that's probably what you have to do. You got to stop the speed, run the speed, run straight at speed. That's what you do with speed. Run straight at speed. You can't go, you know, uh, east and west. You got to run north and south. So mm-hmm. you come out the football, hit them in the mouth. I think we'll be successful running against that defense. Um, this is something we talked about in the offseason was that you need a lot of running back kind of getting rhythm. And it seems like this offense, they're going and they double down on it today. I, I saw a report that they said they're going to stick to this committee that we have. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just kind of hard for anybody to kind of get in a rhythm because we get down to the red zone and it's literally CEH is not going to be seen. I mean, in the Cardinals game, he was, but since then, it's literally all McKinnon. McKinnon comes in uh, from that the 20 yards and he, he's the guy from that point on. Um, are you seeing any kind of like, um, I guess, a negative to having the committee and being so kind of like sticking to that. Uh, Cause like, I just feel like we're not, CH isn't really getting to a rhythm. We talked about getting him the ball more. And I yeah. feel like last week he had seven carries zero yards, but I mean, he had some negative yards, uh, negative carries, but um, I think he's, he can't get, no one can really get into a rhythm. He kind of be the guy because it's, it's too much five carries here, four carries here, three carries here. And just like a guy for different situations. And I get, Usually a third down back. Most teams have a, have a guy for the third down back and designated for that. But like, let's see H E. I think I, maybe I'm alone on that. But like, no running back can get into a rhythm if, if he's getting six to six to eight touches and that's it. I mean, how is anybody going to kind of be be a guy if that if that's all they're getting? 
Yeah. See, I, I think that's, you know, that's the hard part because that's, that's our identity. That that's with, with guys coming in, that's what you knew was going to be. I think CEH, the first couple of games, he, he kind of, like I said, he warned it to be the running back one mm-hmm. this game. Uh, he just wasn't able to get it going. And so a lot of that wasn't necessarily on him. Yeah. Let's just be honest. It wasn't necessarily on him. Uh, and I think you got to do a little bit more of the, the the leads with him. Somebody leading up with him. Uh, and sometimes we do the RPOs as the single back, him trying to make, you know, two or three different yards. You know, when you're going against a, a, a very capable run defense, that's going to be tough. That's going to be really tough. And so the offensive line didn't really help him out either. But when a guy is not, if he's not feeling it, right, that's why they was like, hey, just bring McKinnon in. Maybe he's he, giving him a shot, okay? And so I think it's one of those things, if if the guy is doing really well, you let him eat, okay? Hey, this week, it ain't about CEH. It's about McKinnon. Maybe the next week, it's about one of these other guys. And so I think it's philosophy all the way around in offense, right? Same thing with the receivers. Well, this week is Juju. Next week is MVS. Next week is Sky Moore. And so – I don't think they're sitting there saying we're going to have just a featured guy. Okay. What we're featuring is the offense being successful. Mm-hmm. And so if they're an efficient offense, regardless of who, we, who we have in, that's what we're going to do. And so we said that before, it's not any more of those bell cows coming in and, and running the ball, you know, 25, 30 times a game. It's just, just not that, yeah. you know, if he works better in the game plan about what, you know, what we can do against the defense and be effective, that's the guy we're going to go with, with a hot hand. But I, I, I completely agree with you. I thought CH warranted more, more carries. Defense, Buckner, those guys, hey, they had, different, they had a different thing. They had a different agenda on their hands. So they, they did a good job, man, stopping it. Yeah, and I will say, and I will commend it, we talked about getting CH involved in the passing game more. They've done a great job with that. He ate, we mentioned he had seven, seven carries, zero yards. But he also had about uh, five cat five catches for thirty nine yards on on, yeah, on Sunday. Right. You can't yeah, that, that's amazing. You can't ask for more than that. Um, he's had three catches, four catches, five catches in all three games so far. So you know he's getting utilized in the passing game, which is what his strong suit coming out of college was. And yeah. I'm glad we're finally using that in in this year this season. So absolutely, but one hundred percent. And look, a guy like that man, you get the ball in his hands uh, some way somehow, and he's gonna make something happen. Right? Didn't happen in the run game, but like you said, in the passing game. If he's able to be, you know, contribute, you know, to what we're doing, shoot, by all means, you know, yeah. let's go there. Yeah, and I, and I feel like, you know, as we go to the next topic, I feel like we're, we're going to be utilizing him a little more in uh, the passing game that, this coming weekend with the uh, the, the, the kind of pressure we're, uh, Mahomes will be getting um, from the uh, the edge guys in Tampa. Yeah. Um, okay, so with this next topic, uh, as we said, another noticeable thing on Sunday was offensive line not being able to stop the Colts pass rush, and the Colts pass rush is kind of. They have, you know, Buckner, but it's nowhere near we're going to be seeing on Sunday. Um, so, with the Colts, they pressured Mahomes on 16 of his 46 dropbacks, and he only completed three of 12 on those for 65 yards in those plays. Um, so, much like the year we played the Bucks in the Super Bowl, their pass rush is still top-notch. Uh, they're third in the league with 11 sacks. We have 10 sacks, but they have 11 sacks um, on the season so far, and that's been kind of their, their main bread and butter for the last few years since they've had Brady has been all about their pass rushing getting and getting pressure back there. They were in Rodgers' face all week last week. They've done, they've done a really good job with that. Um, so my question to you, J.D., is how do we counter this uh, this pass rush the Bucs are going to be bringing to us uh, this weekend? I mean, you, I think you got to do what you what you were doing in the third quarter of the, the Colts game, is get the, the ball out of your head fast. And so they had a great game plan coming back out, man. They, they look crispy, like getting the ball out, curls, Flats, uh, you know, they're going to, the, the corner's going to play off. I mean, that, that's an easy pitch and catch right there. And so I think you soften up a defense uh, because you, you got the, you got the weapons. Look, I, I, I don't believe that we are worse offense when we have the amount of capable guys that can catch the football on the outside and on the inside. I, I I just I don't you know obviously everybody was like oh well you know well of course bringing Tyreek up and what they've been doing hey man listen hey we got guys out there they're open 
Now this will be on Pat to do the check downs, right? CEH, he's going to be able to beat a linebacker. Okay, McKinnon, he can beat a linebacker. You know, there's going to be holes and windows that Pat is going to be able to see. And so once he start dissecting what they do defensively, it's going to be beautiful. Uh, I think, you know, what we've seen for the past, obviously with the two high safety look and what they were trying to do, it's, it's different. We don't, we don't run that stuff anymore. They can't run that defense against us anymore. But I think what you have to do is you got to make sure that the depth of the pocket is great, okay, the width of the pocket is, is sustained, okay, and get the ball out of your hands. And if Pat's doing that and he's using his check downs and just using the entire field, because you got to use the entire field against Tampa Bay, okay, to be effective against them, uh, I think, man, they're going to be successful. And then, you can, look, you can still hit them over the head. You can still hit them over the top. We got guys, look, Hardman, MVS, Juju, Sky Moore, we still got four guys who can go up and go get it. Justin Watson, we still got guys get deep running. We forgot about Justin Watson playing against his old team. So, hey, man, hey, let that joker have a ball. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let him get down the middle and cover two, that temper two, get down the middle, Justin, okay? So we got receivers. We got guys that catch the football. We know Travis Kelsey. Then you can't double him up. You, you can try to do it. Double him up and see what happens. And, then, and you're going to be see, sitting over here uh, uh, crying all day. Well, well we should have. No, I want to hear that. You should have known better is what you should have known. So. <laughs> and, and not only that, you bring a good point that Justin Watson playing against his whole team. But, like, think about the last time we saw this team was in the Super Bowl where they embarrassed us. And yeah. Devin White dominated uh, uh, Kelsey. He was all over Kelsey. Kelsey couldn't do shit in that game. And now, you know, we talk about grudge match for guys coming back for the revenge for the guys who used to play for that team. Talk about the guys who got dominated against them. And, you yeah. know, you know, Antoine Whitfield um, Jr., you know, uh, doing the, uh, the peace sign Tyreek's face. I mean, yeah. even though he's no longer on the team, that is a disrespectful thing just to our, our team in general. Um, mm-hmm. and so these guys remember, the guys on the team remember that, and they, they want to give them a little taste of that. And I'm sure they kind of wish the game, if the game was going to be in Tampa, I'm sure they kind of hope it's in Tampa so they can kind of give something back to the, uh, to the people there, uh, you know, to avenge their loss. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, if, if it is, you know, if the whole, you know, hurricane holds off and it's still, you know, and, and praying for those people down there that nobody gets hurt, everything comes out, you know, good for everybody down there, okay, uh, for sure. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if it's in Tampa, where it may be in Minnesota, or they're playing on the moon, okay? It's still the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? Tom Brady, you, you need that revenge regardless of where it's going to be at, right? My thing is, and I, and I just thought about this because I was looking at kind of the game plan. Uh, the Chiefs do a much better job with Kelsey when they're moving him around. When he's in motion, he's moving around, so you, you can't just put your hands on him where he has like an open release, you know, where he's able to kind of move around the way he wants to. You know, like I said, that's the rubber man, man. He, if he don't want you to hit him, he's not going he's not going to get you to hit him. But if he's stationary, that gives the defense a better chance to kind of put their hands on him, okay, to try to disrupt his timing. But if you're moving him around, it's, it's going to be it's going to be difficult for him. And so I think that's probably one of the things they need to do game plan-wise is either move him or move some of the other receivers around to kind of see what they're playing, uh, but also, too, just the matchup in itself uh being in your favor mm. yeah i mean the way that they played if i remember correctly the way they played uh kelsey they just they, they just stuck white on him all game and white was able to kind of man him up right is, is that is that how they that is that how they handle him in that in the super bowl yeah that, that was pretty much a lot of it but a lot of it was just it, it, it regardless if it was white or whoever else they was just making sure that they got hands on him that was it disrupt his timing and and that's what you had to do against a guy like that. If, if I'm playing against Travis Kelsey or a, another tight end who's effective or shoot, matter of fact, any receiver, get your hands on him. You know, you got to stifle his charge. You got to stifle him, you know, getting a free release. That's just going to help you out. Uh, and, and I'll say this defensively, uh, when we sit there and we watch uh, 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 Watson, Jalen on the other side where Pierce, you know, got a couple good catches. He didn't put his hands on him. He just didn't. And so when I'm sitting, I'm like, dang, God, man, get your hands on him. Slow him down because he's a big receiver. He goes up and catch a football, 6'3". Hey, man, you got to deal with that with Mike Evans. Well, yeah. yeah, Mike coming back. He's coming back after the one-game suspension. He'll be he there. might come back with some with some fire in, it, <laughs> in his belly, you know? <laughs> Shoot. He sw- he sw- look, he's swinging on somebody in the Chiefs secondary, man. He might get handled. They ain't going to have none of that. I know. I, you know. No, but seriously, <laughs> I, I think – 
I think that's what you do. I, you, you're moving him around, uh, but if he's in motion, moving around and stuff like that, then he could kind of, you know, he can maneuver getting around these guys. I don't have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I said, if it's more stationary, then it's kind of in the defense's favor because it's just like, look, you just come up here and you just ride it for like five yards if you can, the five-yard point, and then stay in his hip. Mm-hmm. Because at a certain point, Pat will come off of it. Yeah. Then let the other guys beat you. But the thing is, we got other guys around you that can beat you. Yeah. <laughs> That's reality. So, hey, man, like I said, go ahead and try that with Kelsey. There's other guys out there that's going to eat. Believe me. It's out to bottom. That receiver room is much better than that receiver room was when we played them in the Super Bowl that year. So, I mean. Yes. 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 It, it, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we you know, we got to be 100% factual about that. Definitely a better receiving uh, core. Yeah. Uh, our second best receiver that year, I mean, it's a joke, but Darrell Williams was really our second best receiver outside of Tyreek. And well, actually third best outside of Tyreek and Kelsey. I mean, that's I mean, that's what we're dealing with as far as the, the weapons we had. Um, outside of Kelsey, you know, having that in the back of his mind, the way he got ha- manhandled in that Super Bowl, he had, he had a bad week last week. So he's going to want to come out like, you know, having a good, a good game this week to kind of redeem himself for last week. Uh, on yeah. top of the uh, added motivation of playing against a team who rocked your world in, in the uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You know, I know he was really disappointed of, of the one he dropped in the end zone uh, and maybe, you know, thinking that he could have did more. And so he's, without a doubt, probably thinking in his head, well, shoot, this, this is a great challenge for me this week, you know, gets a, a good Tampa Bay defense. So I know Kelsey's going to be ready. He's, he's definitely going to be ready. And I think I'm, we're going to be seeing – a little bit more like Jody uh, uh, Fortson and, and Noah Gray also, too. So we're going to have that personnel, man, and that would be a good personnel against his, his defense as well, you know, really. Uh, and we talked about that defense. Uh, so as we said last time we saw them, our receiver room wasn't as good, but um, our offensive line was also not as good last time we saw them. We were playing with backups and third stringers in that Super Bowl because everyone was hurt. Um, so, But a media person did ask, uh, edge rusher uh, Shaq Barrett about our, uh, our our new and improved O line that everyone loves so much, and they mm-hmm. asked if they see a difference. And uh, he, well, he, I don't think he sees any difference there. From what you've seen uh, in these first three games, how different is this Chiefs offensive line from the one you guys faced in the Super Bowl two years ago? Uh, I think they. I mean, <laughs> I really don't think it's too much of a difference. I think we have a lot of favorable matchups. I think we have an opportunity to really dominate the game as long as, uh, like, I just think, yeah, we, we got an opportunity to really impose our will uh, as uh, pass rushers, as rushers uh, this game, and we could really have, a like, a coming out party. Because I know we had six sacks uh, the other game, but we could really have a coming out party as uh, edge and as uh, edge defenders in the position group for this game. JD, what do you what do you think about that uh, that that quote there? You think it's a little uh, little cocky, a little uh, rambunctious? Uh, hey, look, man, uh, you know he's he's taking from what he's seen last week, I'm sure, and and if he's making that assessment about it and think that's who who they are, he's sadly mistaken. He's sadly mistaken. Uh, I think these guys are gonna come out being better than what they've shown, especially against uh, uh, the Colts. Um, they they'll be ready. These guys, they, they're probably seeing us and hearing this too. So Shaq's supposed to say that. That's, you know, that's what a defensive guy says. I I don't know a defense guy who's like, hey, yeah, no, nah, we're not going to get any sacks. And I'm like, hey, you know, be a talented player. But guess what? Offensive line going to be ready. They're going to yeah. be ready this week. Believe me. And I guarantee just with uh, with, with Thune up front and the leaders, uh, Orlando Brown, Creed, Trey, Wiley, those guys are going to put it on their shoulders to have a much better game than what they had mm. last week. So I can't wait. That's one of the battles I'm going to be watching this week, for sure. It talks to me about this aspect where, like, the, a lot of these guys are new to the team. They weren't on the team when they played this. The O-line guys, because it's pretty much a revamped O-line from when yeah. we played Super Bowl. Do those guys take on that burden that, like, man, the last time we played against this team, O-line was a joke. Everyone still makes jokes about how bad the O-line was in protecting Mahomes. These guys kind of take that on there, you know, like, you know what, this time we're going to show up and like, and make, make sure Pat's uh, untouched or so they not even think about that. No, they, they, no. O-line, they don't care who it is. As long as you line them up, they're ready to knock them down. <laughs> they can care less. Hey, with him, this is the job. 
So you put it out here in front of me, I'm going to attack it. Okay. <laughs> so I don't care what happened last year. We're talking about now. Right. Okay. These guys live in the now. And that's how they got to play in the now. Mm-hmm. So all that other stuff last, nah, we ain't worried about that. Shoot. We just know they're going to go out there and do work. And so they're going to put their hard hats on, man, do some construction and some demolition. Mm-hmm. Destroy this deep line and that, that, them linebackers. That's what they're going to do. So, uh, yeah, they, they don't care about none of that. These jokers ain't, you know, on the glorified. No. Uh-uh. Bring your sledgehammer. Get us a little meal and let us go to work. <laughs> so that's what it's going to be. Yeah. And with the Shaq Bear quote, they have added motivation on top of the poor play last week to really uh, hone in and uh, keep our guy protected. Oh, yeah. They're going to know where he's at. <laughs> All right. So our next topic. Our next time we kind of alluded to this game possibly being moved because of the, the hurricane Ian uh, making landfall in uh, in the Tampa Bay region. Um, I believe Tampa Bay is going to is going to miss out on a lot of the stuff, uh, a lot of the, the kind of negative uh, impact of the storm. And like JD said, we were sending our love to everybody down in the, in that area. I hope everyone uh, uh, remains safe. And um, yeah, uh, so with this game possibly being moved to Minnesota. Um, the NFL has already come out and said this game will be moved to Minnesota uh, if they do have to, um, if anything happens in Tampa and they have to kind of relocate. They haven't made a decision yet, but it's going to happen either t- today, tomorrow, or the next day. They're going to make a decision. They have to make it by Saturday at least. Um, but uh, the game will be played in Minnesota if the game is not in Tampa Bay. And Minnesota is in the Midwest, closer to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and there's, big, there's a, lot, a lot of Chief fans in Minnesota. Um, so my question is how much of an advantage is this to the chiefs? If the game is played in Minnesota, um, versus being played in Tampa, you know, it takes out, it takes pretty much away the home field advantage, even though it is a home game for Tampa, but it takes away that home field advantage for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How big of an advantage is this for the chiefs and how big of a disadvantage is this for the Buccaneers? If the game is moved to Minnesota? Uh, well, you just, you just, you don't have your home base, you know, your fan base. Right. I mean, you'll, you'll have it up there in Minnesota and, you know, uh, put together, you know, it's a lot closer to Kansas City than it is in, for Tampa, uh, for sure. Uh, and you have a lot more just because, like you said, the Midwest, uh, a lot more Chiefs fans out there. So I, I know that the Tampa Bay is that to them, that might affect them somewhat uh, more so than will the Chiefs. Uh, but I don't know, man, like like when you when you plan a game like this. Uh, it's still going to be the Bucks against the Chiefs. And that's, to them, that's all that matters. Regardless of where you go play, they can go play in the, the local high school somewhere and, and it wouldn't even matter for them, you know. So these guys out here, they're professional. Uh, you know, the faces are going to look the same that you're going against. Uh, so it don't matter if he's in Minnesota, uh, Las Vegas, or New York. You know, you're playing there, okay. You know, you got Tom Brady coming in with TB12 and his legacy. Um you know, and, and, and the whole defensive front. And so these guys are going to be ready for it. I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a big issue. Uh, just the logistics of it, you know, traveling and stuff is, is maybe the one that's the, that makes it really uncomfortable. That's the uncomfortable part of it. It's just, just the logistics of it. But, you know, uh, I don't know the people up here. Matter, matter of fact, in Minnesota are going to get a treat. I know suckers going to go through the game. <laughs> they might try to find some chief jerseys and, and, and things to put on coming in. Hell, they might even wear their old Vikings jersey and walk in that sucker. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and plus, you know, Minnesota, the Vikings are playing in uh, London. That's um, they're playing in London, and so you know, Minnesota fans are going to have nothing to do that day. That game's really yeah. on the morning. They can go uh, at night to the Sunday night game and uh, watch some Chiefs football. Yeah, man, that'd be a good treat for them people up there. A really good treat. They, they'll be happy. They get it. They'll be really happy, you know. So, uh, two two of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Yep, the, the two of the greatest of all time. You know, they'll they'll be excited to see some really good football. They ain't seen some up in Minnesota for a while. So, <laughs> I know you said, regardless of they play in New York, Las Vegas, anywhere, you know, it's Chiefs versus Bucks. But as a player, I mean, I know fans, Buccaneer fans, are already pissed off about it. I've seen it online how they're upset that they're not going to have the home field uh, advantage. Um, the Chiefs are going to get away with this one because, you know, they're, they're, they're taking away a home game from Tampa. Um, yeah, yeah. As players, is that something that you guys th- are thinking about? Like, man, it's bullshit. Like, that, that's BS. I, you know, like, we should be playing in front of our home crowd. Now we're going to have to play a home game in pretty much in Kansas City's neck of the woods. And they're and we're going to – and that's a home game for us. 
Uh, I mean, you know, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah. I mean, you gotta be safe. I mean, this is just, I mean, it's just part of the deal. Yeah. I mean, you gotta deal with it. I mean, it sucks because it's just, you know, that's the uh, contingency plan. But, you know, hey, you know, I, I know they're gonna be upset. It's a long way for them to travel from Tampa. But uh, to be honest with you, everybody was was uh, complaining about the price of the tickets anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, hey, I don't know. Save some of your money. You're going to get your money back. You know, it's going to be maybe a little bit cheap up here in Minnesota. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, the, the cost of living adjustment. Maybe it's a little cheaper in, uh, in Minnesota. Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so and. Regardless, it'll be an interesting game, but it'll be cool to uh, play in uh, in uh, in Minnesota in you know more of our neck of the woods and and call us an away game, and that's a yeah. really a home game. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Regardless, we're all gonna watch it and we're gonna be tuned in to NBC on Sunday night for that one. Um, okay, so our final topic, game prediction, which is my favorite part, is to see where JD's head is at on this game. So Chiefs are currently this line's been fluctuating. I think Vegas is kind of hasn't really pinned down a spot yet because they don't know where the game's gonna be played yet. But uh, Chiefs uh, have, were started as a two-point favorite. Or actually, a three-point favorite. Now they're a two-point favorite, and then, or they were a two-point favorite. Now they're a one-point favorite. So it's pretty much a pick 'em. They don't really know where to go with this one. Um, they're gonna be playing the Buccaneers on the road, either in Tampa or in uh, Minnesota. Um, so Brady leads the head-to-head between Patrick Mahomes, three games to two in this one. I know, I know, you and E don't really like when I say the. Uh, Mahomes versus Brady because it's really not Mahomes versus Brady, but you know, in the head to heads, three to two. Um, uh, Brady. Uh, so my question is, who do you have on Sunday and what are your keys to victory for uh, Sunday? Uh, well, I got obviously the Chiefs going to win it. I have them, uh, 28 to 21, uh, is where I'm at. And I think that 21 is going to come like a last second charge, you know, from Tampa Bay. You know, Tom's going to, you know, do his thing, Tom being Tom trying to get a late touchdown and try to get the ball and all that. But I think the, the, the key to victory with this is obviously uh, pressure and time, uh, stop Fournette. Uh, once you do that, time's not going to be effective getting the ball to Evans. Uh, we don't know if Godwin's going to play or not. Don't know. Um, but also, too, uh, defensively, like I said, you got to run straight at these guys, the fast guys. You might do little traps, some counters and different things of that nature, uh, kind of move the ball around. See him not like coming, doing some pulling more with the guards and whatnot. Uh, maybe not necessarily as RPO as as much as you necessarily do, or it depends because these guys, man, I mean, they're, they're that fast. They're fast. They're fast defense. Uh, also, like I said, keys to victory: moving uh, Travis around. That way, he's one on one with a guy. He's able to see what he's, he needs to do uh, and protect Pat. Once you do that, run the dog, run the ball, protect Pat. Move around offensively, uh, stop that pass rush, pick them apart. And I think you do that, man, it's going to be the victory. It's going to be all the keys to victory against uh, a, a, a thirsty Tampa, Tampa Bay team. Yeah. Uh, and actually, um, I believe the uh, – you said 28-21 was the, uh, the score you got? 28-21, yeah. 28-21 Chiefs. I, I believe I believe you have the over in this game. Let me see. I, I believe the, the total points for this game is uh, 40 – the total points for this game is 45. Vegas oh, has yeah. a 45. Oh, I'm, I'm over, definitely on this one. Definitely if, if it's lower than 45, if it's kind of like an ugly kind of game, if they're saying 45 points, you think that is goes to our favor or their favor when it, if it's a more of a uh, lower scoring game? Hmm. Uh, it, it, it is still, I think the, the Chiefs will still be victorious. I think because I was just kind of in my head that maybe. They score two touchdowns on Tampa Bay here, maybe kick two field goals, which give them at 20. Mm. I think the Chiefs will still be around about 24. Okay. I, I still think that. That's why I'm, I'm thinking at least three touchdowns from the Chiefs and maybe a field goal. So that's where I got the numbers. That's where I would be at. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not just curious. I think the line, they're kind of overcompensating for Tampa really not being able to score this year. Um, yeah. they, they haven't been able to score – but their defense is also holding teams to really not be able to score as well. So it's like, okay, so maybe they're going to try and make it an ugly kind of slugfest, much like the other uh, Packers Buccaneers game last week. Yeah. I, I think if, if, if God went place and I think he, that's, I think mate, cause I think he's like limited practice this week. 
So I think they're trying to push for him to come back this game. Uh, that'll help them out. That'll help him out a whole lot offensively. So uh, he, he's a weapon that they need. You know, that's, that's the thing about it. And then, you know, Evans went there last week. So, too, he, Tom's going to have some capable guys around him to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. Both teams. Oh, Julio. I forgot about Julio. Oh, Julio. Oh, old man Julio's out there, too. Is he going to come back and play? You don't know. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's another weapon. I know a lot of people think he's washed, but that's definitely another weapon for them. He's a weapon, man. Yeah. With, with both these teams coming off a loss, I know there's that, always that question, who who needs this win more? I know we're only week four of the season, but who would you say, who would you say need this win more so uh, between the two teams? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think the Chiefs do just to get back on track. Just, just to say, hey, look, man, we we ain't go nowhere. Okay, this little snafu that we had last week is, is what it was. All right, uh, we're still serious. We're a very good football team, and we need to show it. And so, I hate to see uh, a performance like the defense, like they had last week, uh, to be wasted. And so if they go ahead and, and repeat what they did last week, I think we get a victory this week. And so I think Pat and those guys are growing off of this. I think they're learning a little bit more about each other, which you need to do. This is like I said, when you when you have three games in, about the fourth game, you, you know, you're starting to get a good feel about the guys around you in real competition. You know, it's not preseason. It's not training camp. It's not the offseason. These things count. And so – about fourth game, you start to see where guys are going with it, you know. So this is going to be a good victory for us. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I hope so. And, you know, it's a Sunday night game, and uh, it's always nice to have a Sunday night game. And plus, if we're going to have our post-game show right after that game, I want to be in a good mood at, uh, at around uh, tw- midnight. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But All right, well, uh, again, uh, we're going to invite you all to uh, join the uh, post-game reaction show right after the Sunday night game. Uh, against the Buccaneers Sunday night, um, probably be around uh, midnight. So I uh, hope you guys join that. Um, but for everything else, uh, if, and also if anybody wants to get involved in uh, betting on the game this weekend, you can always go to Bet Online, and that's our uh, sponsor um, of Chief Concerns. So, um, you know, who knows? Maybe take a 28 21, uh, put it on the Chiefs. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that could be that could be the, uh, the bet of the weekend. So um, we'll see you guys next. We'll see you guys on Sunday uh, for the post game reaction show. Come see us. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.